Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Van Halen. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Hey, welcome back. Oh, yeah. We're here. So good to be back. I mean, you know, it's like you get to a point where there's so much relaxation and enjoyment and you're sleeping in all week. You get to, do, to a point where you say, gee, I wish I, I could find a way to interrupt all this. I had a wild time. <laughs> wild time. I bet you did. Wait till you hear all about it. Well, so did Bax. I mean, he had a successful episode. Uh, you know what? That dwarf... Uh, my story will dwarf Bax's uh, poo tank siphoning. Well, I'm sure it will, Steve. Yeah. And I can't wait to hear it. Also, Scott Cohen, I believe, will be joining us today. And I saw something in a grocery store I'd never seen before. So there, I'll tell you that story, too. Jesus, what the hell is going on in this place? Suddenly, we're all, we, like, I leave for a week and we've all got things to say? It's only one day, though. It's 535. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game, every play. Only on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 553 and Billy Idol. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. We need water. Still in a drought situation here in Western Mass and for a lot of New England as well. Going to have highs in the mid-80s today. Lots of sunshine today and for the rest of the week and no rain in the forecast. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Hey, uh, you know the best way to get out of a DUI charge? Hmm. Don't drink. Uh, well, that. Be a star. Uh, be a star and uh, be brain dead. That's, that's usually how you get out of those charges. Okay. Anne Heche was taken off life support yesterday after recipients for her organs were found. Anne was declared brain dead on Friday, but was kept alive until it was time to donate her organs. Multiple organs will be donated, but the family didn't say which ones. Anne was facing a possible felony DUI charge, but hey, yeah, the, the investigation has been dropped. Well, she's dead. Brain dead. Yeah, go all the way dead. But I know a couple of people who are brain dead still walking around. Uh, prior to her health, it was reported that she had been under the influence of cocaine and possibly fentanyl. When she crashed her car into a house in Los Angeles and caused a serious fire, she was 53 years old. Ellen, De- Ellen DeGeneres, who famously dated Anne from 1997 to 2000, tweeted, quote, This is a sad day. I'm sending Anne's children, family, and friends all of my love. And subsequent relationships were all with men. She was married once and had two children. Mm. So Ellen DeGeneres is sending all her love. Is she sending any money to the children of Anne Hayes? No, I don't think, I don't think Show of support. I don't think Anne Hayes' children need any money. I'm mm. sure they're all set up. Okay. But uh, I don't know. The you family know, that whose house burnt down that she crashed into definitely needs mm-hmm. some help. Actually, I mean, Anne, when you think about it, you know, Anne Hayes' relationship with Ellen DeGeneres in a really unfair way kind of blackballed her the rest of her career. Mm-hmm. Which, if if they had come out as a couple now... It would have been fine. Nobody, no one would have blinked an eye. There would have been no... Uh, well, there would have been critique anyway, but not as bad as it was probably in 1997. No, absolutely not. And you know, Anne Hayes would probably still be an A-list, A-list actress. But that really hurt her career. It did, but that still doesn't give you an excuse to get all coked up and get fentanyl and drive your car into somebody's house. Either. I totally disagree. That, I think that gives you all the reason to get I coked up and about that. knocking down a few patches of fentanyl. 
Author Salman Rushdie is on the road to recovery after being stabbed Friday in western New York State. Rushdie was about to give a speech in uh, Chautauqua, New York. It's Chautauqua, and it's a big festival out there. Yeah, it's Chautauqua. Artists and uh, authors and musicians and lots of uh, marijuana and all sorts of stuff. Sounds like that uh, phony conference Bax goes to for radio people every year. It does. It's just with a different industry. Uh, anyway, uh, 24-year-old Hadi Matar ran up on stage and stabbed him several times. Rusty suffered liver damage and uh, severed nerves in one arm and one eye. He'll probably lose the eye, and while he's headed in the right direction, it'll be a long recovery. Fifteen times. Mm-hmm. How do you, I mean, you know, not for nothing. Yeah. But where's security, security. that allows this <laughs> yeah. guy to stab you 15 times? I don't think they're... they're Used to having incidents like this at the Chautauqua Festival. It's sort of a peaceful kind of existence out there. No, no, but if, if you're uh, if you're being stabbed mm-hmm. on stage, mm-hmm. it should never have to get to 15 times before someone in security says, "Hey, put that knife down." This was uh, likely an assassination attempt based on fatwa that was issued mm-hmm. against Rushdie back in 1988 by Iran's spiritual leader, the Ayatollah, over Rushdie's book. The Satanic Verses. The book was considered offensive to Muslims. Um, this is much like uh, Larry David uh, when he had the uh, the fatwa put on him. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, but he was saved in the end. Things were not so lucky for Salman Rushdie. No, 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 no. Things not were fun so- for him until he lost his eye. But uh, yeah, hey, you know, you you f around and find out. That's, That's what this truth. guy did. In an interview with ABC News in December, Alec Baldwin denied he pulled the trigger of the gun that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of the movie Rust. But the FBI forensic report is in, and the experts say the gun, quote, could not be made to fire without the pull of the trigger. Alex's, or Alex's attorney would like you to know that the FBI report doesn't mean he's guilty. Quote, the critical report is the one from the medical examiner who concluded that this was just a tragic accident. This is the third time the New Mexico authorities have found that Alec Baldwin had no authority or knowledge of the allegedly unsafe conditions on the set, and he was told by the person in charge of safety on the set that the gun was cold and believed it was safe. We're a little wrong about that. No. Uh, if you don't have healthy hair, maybe you're not using enough onions? That's Cardi B's secret. And honestly, her hair looks amazing, doesn't it? Yeah, sure. What does she do with the onions? She posted two pictures of her hair and said, quote, My last two washes, I, be- I I've been boiling onions and using the water to wash my hair. I used to do this six years ago when I started my healthy hair growth journey. Hmm. I stopped because I got really lazy. It's odorless, and I noticed that it's been giving a shine to my hair. Nice. It's odorless? Yeah, I wouldn't imagine I it wouldn't would be. I think that would be. Apparently, there's actual science behind this, though. The high sulfur content in an onion supposedly aids in the regeneration of hair follicles, and its antifungal properties are believed to help maintain scalp health. So if you see me with a blooming onion from Outback Steakhouse on my head, you know I'm trying to grow back them little... In a, in a case like yours, though, a blooming onion probably requires a specialist. Well, I might eat the blooming onion before it actually gets onto my head. I see. You know, that that kind of thing. Unless you're uh, super disciplined, the first thing you do with your uh, first big paycheck is buy something. Sometimes it's something big, sometimes it's not. Here's what uh, some various celebrities splurged on when they finally started making big bucks. Uh, Donald Glover. Gushers. Hmm. Quote, I wasn't allowed to have candy as a kid, so I'm like, I'm balling. 
That's the gum that shoots stuff into your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the one. Mm. J Lo bought a Mercedes. Nicole Kidman uh, quote the coolest boots I've ever seen in my life. She also got her mom and dad a washing machine. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, uh, Tom Cruise. He paid for his sister's college tuition. Then, with his next check, he bought his other sister a car. Wow. Don't ever say anything bad about me, ever. <laughs> Remember that college tuition and that car that I bought you years ago? Well, yeah. you, you know, that's you never hear from Tom Cruise's family. You know what I mean? Like, you never hear from... No, I, I think those are called hush funds. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. I wish... I wish I had someone in my family that was rich and famous that would be willing to buy me things. Yes, you, you, I would be willing to shut up. You, yeah. are, you are the person who's rich and famous and, in your family. And that gets you nothing. <laughs> and that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. And, and now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, I've been on vacation for the last week, greasing my wheels, recharging my batteries, reloading the places that needed reloading. I did all those things, and what I also did was reconnect my boundless sense of optimism and purpose. And much like I left things, I am delighted to see the things are pretty much where I left them. For example, take a look at the last place Boston Red Sox. Did you realize that despite being in dead last in the division, they currently have the best record of any last place team in the major leagues? I swear to God it's true. Look at those standings. Detroit, Oakland, Washington, Pittsburgh, Colorado. They're all terrible teams and they're all in last place. But in the race for last, it would be the Boston Red Sox that would be in first place. Or last place if you were really trying to be last. And for me, I'm coming back to work this morning hoping to grasp on to every bit of optimism that I can find. For example, for every one of you bellyaching freeloaders who complains about baseball games being too long, last night, the last place Red Sox finished off the first place Yankees in a 3-0 shutout that only lasted 2 hours and 15 minutes long. That's the shortest game that these two teams have played together in 28 years. See, things aren't all that bad after all. Especially since the win allowed the last place Red Sox to take the three-game series two games to one. Of course, you can thank Michael Waka, who pitched seven innings and nine strikeouts and a single walk for the win, and Raphael Devers, who drilled his 25th home run of the season in the sixth inning. Clearly the best last place team that I've ever seen. See, I go away for just one week, and this is what I come back to. A terrible team doing wonderful things that winds up doing absolutely nothing. Sure, I miss talking about Chris Sale falling off his bike and ending his season, but what I'm left with is the Red Sox beating the Yankees, yet maintaining their position in the toilet by still 15 and a half games out of first place. Now that's a comforting place to come back home to. It's like nothing has changed at all, and I kind of like that thing. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Got an away game, camping, tailgating? Get the Weber Traveler from Rockies, the portable gas grill on wheels. You pop it open, you fire it up, fold it back up, put it back in the trunk. The Weber Traveler, now only $400 at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Dave and Rock 102. Mid-80s for the highs today, lots of sun. Um, Man, what a vacation. Yeah, really? Yeah, you know, uh, being sick with mono, I got to sleep the entire time. Right? Wow. Yeah, that, that, that was fantastic. You know, it's funny when you get to a certain age and you're not going to travel. Yeah. How nice it sounds to just be 
at home and sleeping a full week. Yeah, and and here's the thing. I have no children at my house. My my kids are, are away at a camp. Have you checked the children? No, I haven't checked the children. <laughs> um, but, but they're away, so it's like uh, it's like not having your parents at home. Like, like I can finally, like, hey, I got this whole house to myself. I can enjoy all these things. Oh no, you can't. You have some viral disease that yeah. a fifteen-year-old uh, gets. That's too bad. Because I'm thinking like a like a risky business type of yeah, you know, yeah. party you know, oh. with, with hookers and, and that Faberge egg that was uh, had a crack in it. Guido, uh, the killer pimp. Yeah, that would have uh, been great. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was mostly me sleeping uh, most of vacation. Oh, that sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it sound so, so fantastic? It's, it's, I tell you what, it sure beats the uh, the idea of traveling. You know, I mean, yeah. like the the, the 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 insanity of going to an airport. And I don't know. Usually, baggage. like this time of year, uh, obviously the schedule was different this year. But usually around this time of year, I go down to South Carolina and enjoy the beaches of the Outer Banks. You know, because uh, that's I don't mind driving. It's like twelve hours, but it's, you don't mind driving. Sure, because it's a cool place to go. Uh, my backyard, I guess that's cool. But I really didn't even go out there very much either <laughs> until like you know actually the last couple like five days the last five days right I've been uh, I've been uh, enjoying myself because I feel a little bit better this whole mono thing sucks you watch a did good you TV ever, did you ever either of you ever have it no I don't think I ever did nope yeah no. you don't want it no I knew people that uh, I knew where kids in high school had it and they'd be out of school for like months. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, the thing is, like, I'm still a little tired and stuff in the afternoons and, you know, but, like, more so than I would normally be. But it's it's getting better. The symptoms are getting a, a, a whole a whole lot better. And you're but not communicative anymore then. Not so, communicative. So we, yeah, all right. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about kissing you now. Well, so, yeah, I mean, unless you were going to drink a drink that I was drinking or right. uh, any number of things, share a toothbrush. What, what's the likelihood that the two of you are going to swap spit by the end of the show? Mm-hmm. You know, I, we're getting closer every yeah. moment. He and I. You never I, know. You <laughs> never know, You're getting Bax. that much closer. <laughs> so did you watch any TV or, like, Netflix or series or anything? Binge? I watched a lot of TV. Binge? Anything good? Well, my, my girlfriend and I, she came over and babied me for, for a while. And I kind of, you know, it was a little overdramatic because mm-hmm. you definitely want somebody to give you more sympathy. Oh, you got to play it up. Uh, but we, uh, we, we've we been watching that show that only murders in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good which, one. Uh, I think we got to catch up now. I think there's only a couple more episodes left to, to finish out the season. Really great show. Yeah. Um, also watched Reservoir Dogs again. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen that movie in like 20 years. And uh, what a well-written film. <laughs> Seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, yeah, let's watch this before we go to sleep at night. That's the, that's the best time to watch Reservoir Dogs. What a, what a great time to go watch mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, Due Date. We watched Due Date with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. Haven't and seen it. Don't even know that one. I, I think Zach Galifianakis is, one, is, is a pretty funny comedian. And he's great in a hangover. Yeah. Well, he plays a very similar, you know, that's the other thing about him, though, is like he's typecast a lot. It's the same character. Mm-hmm. So he plays very much the same character character as he did in the, in the hangover. Have right. you seen his sort of fake talk show between two ferns? Hilarious. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, that's the kind of that's the kind of personality he yeah. has all mm-hmm. the time. It's like this dopey, uh, slobby type of uh, behavior. Uh, and that was uh, that was pretty much it. I, I had such a great vacation, although I did go to the Hardwick Winery yesterday. You did? I did. Uh, we went to, to go watch some live music. It was the 
trio dischamps or whatever the hell it was. Three yeah. champs? It was three hippies, and they were singing a bunch of songs. Okay. Yeah, and um, there was this... There was a woman uh, sitting at a table by herself uh, nearby uh, who was clearly, like, friends with the band. Like, you could tell that there was a relationship going on with, with her and the rest of the band. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then this other guy pops in who says, uh, you know, he comes in uh, a little uh, frumpy, if you will, uh, you know, with the hair sticking out and the glasses and the just... Uh, okay. He's just... He is that area of Massachusetts. He's Hardwick. He's he, Mr. Hardwick. Hardwick. He, Mr. Hardwick, Mr. Ware, Mr. whatever. He's he's Mr. Central Mass. Like he a bring, former college professor yeah. who's kind of gone awry. He right. brings the yeah, hard the, to the wick. Mm. And then uh, this guy, uh, he, you know, he goes and talks to this woman that's sitting at the table, and he's like, and, you know, they're like, obviously, oh, hey, good to see you here. And he goes, yeah, I, I didn't, there was anything for me to drink here, so I stopped at Debbie Wong's and had two scorpion bowls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, by yourself. So, All right. When you when you order the scorpion bowl for and one straw, that's well, that's a long night of drinking. Well, there's usually they're usually made for two. Yes. So you just drank for four people. Is what is what you did. Right. And then, and then the guy I love watching people. I love watching people lay in their little conversations. And then he walks over, maybe I'll go get something to drink. And you could tell that he's slurring his words a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes that it's just wine. There's no like at a winery. What yeah. are the odds? There's no scorpion bowls behind the bar at the at the Hardwick Winery. And uh, and, uh, and then he comes back and he goes, "Yeah, it ain't nothing for me to drink around here." Why'd you go to a winery then? Well, because that's what. But that's why he stopped at Debbie Wong's and had two scorpion bowls by himself. You got a pregame before you go to a winery, mm-hmm. don't you? It's not enough. Day drinking on its own is not I, enough. I always find it funny though, because like these wineries, they got it's a good thing going that these outdoor you know yeah. thing, especially with these big pavilions. Even if it rains, you can still have a decent amount of people outside. But the uh, the idea that you you got. You have people who can bring their own food. I was waiting for this guy to like go to his car and pull out some me fun or uh, <laughs> General So's chicken. Mm-hmm. You know, but what I don't understand though is, and, and, you know, and maybe I just don't have that alcoholic uh, compulsion uh, in the same way anymore. I don't know. Maybe it's just out of my system. But if you were going to be drinking mm-hmm. two scorpion bowls by yourself before going to the winery. Why are you drawing a line in the sand and yeah. say, listen, I'm cutting that off. Wine is gross. <laughs> Wine is disgusting. I would rather have two crappy tropical drinks <laughs> with 151 proof rum right in the middle of listen, it. Listen, it's been over an hour yeah. since I've had any MSG in my system. I'm not going to spoil this buzz by having wine. Y- you think about it, an experienced alcoholic knows that uh, you're not going to get anything out of uh, if you If you're working your liver out all the time and if your pregame is two scorpion bowls at Debbie Wong's and where, then <laughs> it's... Then See, you know that that's set, that you're setting yourself up for a night of very heavy drinking. Yeah, it seems to me you shouldn't be pushing wine away. You should be bringing wine to you, like yeah. a, like a magnet. But and, you you don't want to mix it. And what's in a scorpion bowl, by the way? It's a, it's like tropical fruity mm. drink. It's like rums and stuff. And then yeah. in the middle, though, yeah. is where the flaming ah. 151 proof rum sits. Gotcha. Okay, that's the one that really gets you. All that's right. uh yeah. So like. Be uh, before the uh, the hooky louse sadly mm-hmm. passed us by. Mm-hmm. You you get the scorpion bowl or a couple of zombies, and all of a yeah. sudden any any half rate comedian can be wicked funny with one of those. Yeah, that's right. Damn it. 
So uh, it's kind of like a Long Island iced tea. They just throw everything in there, ex- and they, except like a little flaming hot thing in the middle. Yeah, I'm not right. really sure what the actual drink is made of, mm-hmm. but uh, powerful, but, but very powerful yeah. and uh, very much a pregamer before you head to a winery. Right. It's got uh, pineapple juice, orange juice, lemon juice, gin, mm-hmm. one fifty one rum, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, light rum, vodka, grenadine, oh, yeah. dark rum, cherries, and pineapple chunks. That's what comes up yeah. after a couple of uh, scorpion vols. It's enough sugar to choke a horse and enough mm. alcohol to make Lindsay Lohan die. <laughs> <laughs> or Anne Hayes drive into a house. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, no, that was <laughs> more a coke house, and a fentanyl yeah, thing. Make the house drive into Anne Hayes. Yeah, he did, this guy didn't say, I, I stopped in Three Rivers and uh, had some coke and fentanyl before I got here. <laughs> it's 625 with back Steve and Dave on Rockwood 02. And now, bedtime. Offer details. It's 627 with Max, Steve, and Dave on Rock 102. Uh, we have uh, today I learned. Oh, well, yeah, well, we, we have that, yeah. too. Uh, we also have uh, Cohen coming up in, uh, I don't know, what, uh, 40 minutes or so? so oh. There's, uh, there's that. I'll give you an update on the yeah. uh, on the podcast a little bit later. There's, uh, there's stuff going on. I'll tell you about the strange thing I saw in a grocery store I'd never seen before while you guys were gone. All right. see. Mm-hmm. Well, don't tell us now. I won't, because we've got to learn something right now. That's apparently. right. Today I learned brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for Today I Learned with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Uh, today I learned that the barn owl is the most widespread land bird species in the world, occurring on every continent except Antarctica. Mm-hmm. There's none on it in, in Antarctica. None. Okay. I don't think they can survive down there. Probably not. Well, but what kind of what kind of owl is it again? A barn owl. Well, there's no barns in, in, in Antarctica. That's why. There you go. There you go. Well, I don't know about that. I've seen the <laughs> documentary about Antarctica where they had this whole little village going on there mm-hmm. with a bunch of scientists mm-hmm. uh, having sex with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're but they're all in like you know galvanized huts. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, no you, don't think a, you don't think an owl, a barn owl, could be like, all right, well, I could live here. I don't know. That's uh, an interesting question. If barn is in their name. They ha- yeah. they got to have a barn. I uh, when I first moved into my new house, I was uh, enjoying uh, some of the uh, devil's lettuce, if you will. Hmm. And uh, I'm sitting I'm sitting in my living room, and uh, and uh, of course uh, you hear all, you know, all the new sounds that you have around your your home. Sure. Well, it's a little bit more out in the country, so uh, I keep hearing this owl that was. Assuming he was right outside at the tree because right. it was very loud, but I was getting really paranoid and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And I'm like, "Where are you, little owl friend? Where are you?" Ooh, ooh, ooh! What right outside that? the window. Is that the owl you're yes, doing? It was the owl. It was me good. doing an owl. Oh, I see. Yeah, mm. right. Yeah, yeah. They're freaking me out, man. And the owl was in the barn. The- no, the owl was out in the tree. No kidding. He wouldn't even want to go in the barn. Wow. See, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if uh, you have a barn to live in or not. Uh, they can live pretty much anywhere. This is a fascinating anecdote. Well, it really uh, isn't much better than what we've had for the last six months. So <laughs> that is today I learned with Bax, Steve, and Dave on Rock 102. News is next. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. After a beautiful weekend, we're picking up right wheel. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, 
It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. If you travel 91, you might have encountered some problems near where I live. Overnight, there was a tractor-trailer fire that apparently closed exits 44 to 42 on 91 southbound in East Windsor, Connecticut, according to authorities. The fiery crash involved a tractor-trailer. No reports of any other vehicles involved and no reports of any injuries. Officials said the crash was reported Late last night, just before 11.30 p.m., the cause of the crash unknown, but I had an issue. Uh, If I was going south toward Hartford, I wouldn't have been able to get on 91, and so folks traveling that area had some problems this morning. What is your exact address? I think I gave it out. Twenty, remember we did this already. I know, but it's twenty-five a diff- Canal Bank Road. Yeah, but that, that was that was a more than a week ago, <laughs> and it was also later in the day. So it's it's That's you know the, it's, it's a whole t- new audience. It's the Tinsel Factory. In Windsor Locks. There you go. The old building that's half white, half red, sits right on the Connecticut River. There. But but there. You didn't have a problem, though. No, but I think people who are traveling 91 South. Yeah, but you said like you would have had a problem, but you really wouldn't have because you don't go that way anyway. That's true. I said if. I said if. I was going toward Hartford. He did. (laughs) Yeah, I'm saying it's like, like, uh, you know, I was looking at Colin Quinn uh, after 9 11. He was like, uh, he was like, that's like people who were like, oh my God, if I had taken the red line that Mm -hmm. day, I would have been involved in that. Well, Well, do you normally? take the red line well no mm-hmm. i gave the information out for people heading south on 91 he was offering a hypothetical situation so I, I understand what i you completely doing. understand i'm just trying to explain what's going on uh i'm not headed toward the hiring event at oakview hospitality today but for others who might be you might want to be there between 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. today and tomorrow. Oakview Hospitality is responsible for hiring folks to work at Thunderbirds games and concerts and other events downtown. The hiring event going on at the Mass Mutual Center again today and tomorrow from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. That's a job I wouldn't want to do. No? Working Thunderbirds games? Walking up and down with a tray of stuff in your in your hand and trying to mm. give it to you know pass it down, take the money, that kind of thing. I don't know. You ever, ever go to like a you know back in the day mm. when the uh, the Crunch and Munch kid at Fenway Park was like uh, selling Crunch and Munch to everybody? That kid was having the time of his life eating all the Crunch and Munch. No, he wouldn't eat the Crunch and Munch. He would like. Yeah, if you said, "Hey," he'd walk around and say, "Hey, Crunch and Munch," and uh, and he'd say, "Yeah, I'll have a Crunch and Munch." He would, you know, take that bag of Crunch and Munch. He'd start juggling it around. He'd throw it at you. It was like he was putting on a show. Hmm. You know, to me, if you're going to be in the uh, concessions business, having fun is really up to you. Right. And so to say that sounds like a lousy job, not if you make it fun. And yeah, you might be retired, right. too, and have nothing else better to do, and maybe that would be a fun thing. And couldn't you get a glimpse of a game like at a Thunderbirds? If you were working hospitality, couldn't you once in a while say, hey, there's a goal right there? I mean, Well, you could, but, but you're on the move. Mm. You're on the move and not paying attention. Although, in all fairness, if a puck hits, you know, uh, you know gets off the ice and it's traveling into the crowd mm-hmm. as a concession guy, you got to keep your eye on the puck. Yeah, see, I'd have to wear a helmet the entire time. You should wear a helmet the entire time, no matter where you go. I should. Hey, thieves made off with four brass railings lining the steps of Symphony Hall. Those brass railings have been there for decades, and Mayor Dom Sarno is ticked off about the whole thing. The railings were discovered missing Thursday morning. We were still on vacation last week. And a city hall employee responsible for the maintenance of the venue spotted the issue. Say, wait, something's missing around here. Oh, it's the brass railings. So they're gone. Uh, That particular area managed by MGM Springfield. The thieves appear to have initially attempted to remove the railings manually, but failed. 
And so they used a hacksaw or sawzall. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine walking up them stairs and have nothing to grab onto? Where are you going to bring those to? Well, you, you bring them to sell somewhere. The brass reportedly selling for, according to the latest estimates, $2.10 a pound. And these, these things are pretty heavy, although it did not give the weight of the rails well, in the story. But uh, like, where are you going to bring those that a metal guy is going to go, oh, yeah. Uh, nobody's looking for those. Well, it's, it's the same thing as dumping off all the catalytic converters you yep. just stole yeah, off of yeah. cars. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always going to be someone who says, huh, I'm not going to ask any questions, but that's a, that's a good deal of money with those precious metals inside. Mm-hmm. There's always some scumbag salvage yard out there somewhere that's looking to make a buck. I'm not saying everybody in salvage is a dirtbag. No, I'm just going to say there's got to be at least one of you out there. Mm-hmm. No, but I told you the story uh, about the guy I knew when they were putting down the the uh, the manhole covers. Brand new manhole covers gone from this job site, and then they find them in a salvage yard in uh, Chicopee. And it was like, uh, did you not know that these were, uh, you know, fresh, brand new manhole covers? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I said Mayor Sarno was upset about the whole thing. He told, allegedly, told Western Mass News that, quote, we're going to get the SOBs, end quote. Now, I could not find the audio of that anywhere, so maybe it was something that he told privately to the reporters from Western Mass News. Listen, I remember those brass rails. They were put in the day I was born, they were put in. (laughs) And when I drove my mother home from the hospital that day... We drove by those, right? Charlie Ryan was forging them right outside in front of City Hall. Charlie Ryan was out there with a hammer and yeah. fire and, and, uh, and, and forging them that right, way. Right. Charlie Ryan was at the ripe old age of 55 at the time, forging brass rails outside of City Hall. And Mayor Sarno's control of a vehicle... Just after being born, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, oh, that is just amazing. And he's we, a natural. We will track you down, you SOBs. Yes. He yes. did word, He did use that phrase, but yeah. I can't find audio of the phrase. He, Damn it. Uh, he is not uh, against dropping a good old-fashioned yeah. expletive when necessary. Yeah. Well, he's very upset about it, and he says that he's got his detectives and his uh, you know, FBI guys and all that kind of... But he's got them... On the job, trying to find the culprits here. Listen, you brass rail SOBs. When you go to sleep at night, you better check your closet for Mayor Dom Dom, because the boogeyman ain't going to be there to help your ass out. (laughs) I can hear them coming forward already with the brass rails. Mayor Sarno, by the way, also busy issuing a proclamation declaring Indian Independence Day in Springfield. Now, they had a celebration yesterday, but... Officially, the Indian flag will be raised outside City Hall this morning. It's the first time the Indian flag has flown over Court Square. Well, there you go. This is in honor of, you know, folks of Indian extraction living in the United States of America, specifically like here in, in India. Indian. Correct. I, okay. Correct. Not that but that would be Native Americans, I think, now I, officially. I just, to, I just want to make sure that we're, uh, we're, we're playing by the rules here. Mm-hmm. The annual Quilt Fest occurred in Springfield over the weekend. Hey, don't don't uh, dismiss the Quilt Fest. I'm of, not. I'm excited. I, w- I wish I was here. A lot I was of blue-haired Q-tips out there uh, you know, going, stitching away. Yeah. The national competition shows off some of the best quilting across New England. And it took place at the Mass Mutual Center, including an array of special exhibits and vendors, guests purchasing unique items, including quilting supplies, 
textiles, books, clothing, and sewing-related craft items. So I, I must have brought a bunch of quilt enthusiasts to Springfield over the weekend. Yeah, I was in uh, Saratoga, New York last uh, October. And in the hotel I was staying at, they had like a quilt convention going on there. Yeah. And uh, these little old biddies were just, uh, they had a whole bins and bins full of fabric, and there were sewing machines this everywhere. Is a, yep. This is serious business. You yeah. interrupt one of these uh, one of these blue hairs, yeah. uh, you're stitching away. She'll she'll cut you with like a, I don't know what those those little, uh, those little fork things are. I and, don't know what they are. I don't right. know. It's, it's like a little tool they use uh, for these kinds of mm. things. Oh, you got to yeah. be very, very careful. There is a tool. You poke your eye out. Yet. Yes. Ashley Schultz of Naugatuck, Connecticut's in trouble. She's 21. She was in an intoxicated state over the weekend. and The state of Connecticut? Yeah, that too. intoxicated state. And uh, she was involved in a possible burglary that Naugatuck, Connecticut cops were dispatched to investigate. So according to the story, Ms. Schultz entered a residence claiming it was a friend's home and then began drinking alcohol from the refrigerator. Then she fled the scene prior to the arrival of police, but was located a short distance away on foot. She was uncooperative and combative with officers, biting one police officer and later biting a Naugatuck, Connecticut EMT worker during their efforts to treat her. She was arrested and charged. None of the emergency personnel sustained serious injuries because of the biting. And there's a great picture of Ms. Schultz as well. Yeah, she's like uh, all glossed eye, glossy eyes and beautiful girl, mm-hmm. beautiful girl. Yep, but a biter. Yeah, and well, uh, I don't know. Some guys are into that kind of thing. I am not one of them. She does have those bedroom eyes, Steve. You're you're right there. Or are they just drunken eyes? Or are they a com- combination of bedroom it's and drunken, drunken eyes? bedroom eyes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah I, I don't know what that combination really looks like. Drunken bedroom eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, go look at the picture and you'll find out. What's her name again? It's uh, Ashley Schultz. She's a, it's on WFSB. It's on the website there. She will appear in Waterbury Court later today. Yeah, let's see about this. On charges of burglary and criminal mischief. Criminal mischief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 6.43 with back Steve and Dave. And while Bax checks out the picture of <laughs> Ashley Schultz. Oh, poor Ashley. Yeah. She probably cleans up very nicely when she's not loaded mm. and biting. She's not a bad-looking gal. No, right? but she's, she's, she's bitey. Coming up next in the mass hat, a new trend on TikTok has gone viral. And it's just as stupid as the other trends that we've been hearing about. We'll get to it coming up in Rock 102. G-G- rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 651, and Queen with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 83. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 82. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. So uh, I'm sure that uh, for those of you who were not listening uh, last week because Steve and I were on vacation, or you were listening to, uh, to Dave with the best of back Stephen Dave, you know you can always check out the show at any time during uh, on online. With the uh, daily podcast, we posted after ten o'clock this morning, and also Baxi's musical podcast this week. A repost of my twenty twenty interview with Chris Franz of the Talking Heads. Great interview. Nice. Talks about his uh, his book called uh, "Remain in Love." Talks about the Talking Heads, the Tom Tom Club, and his wife Tina Weymouth. And you can check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or on Rock One Hundred Two dot com. 
It is 6.51 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. We've got current mass hats and we've got some to catch up on while you guys were on vacation. And before we get to that disturbing TikTok trend I talked about a few minutes ago, you could search up and you can just put in the search engine, guys, speakers mounted on car. The story reads, a car with six speakers on the roof made enough noise to disturb three separate towns in Massachusetts, according to police. And a Manchester, New Hampshire man was arrested last week. He had a half a dozen speakers mounted on top of his car. These are actual, real big speakers that would you would use for a traditional stereo system. You can see the picture there of the car with the huge speakers spanning the top of the roof. And he was playing music so loudly from his car, through the speakers on top of his car, that he was arrested around 1.30 in the morning last Monday. Cops responding to multiple calls in Wilmington, Reading, and Woburn. Police arresting 22-year-old Mark LaSalle on mm. a charge of disturbing the peace. You got the pick there? Do I you do. See it? A, lot of, a lot of speakers up there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just like the people who have wraps on their cars or anything that's going to bring attention to you. Yeah. Um, like, I wouldn't want to be driving around in that Rock 102 truck all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wouldn't want to do that. Well, it it does need to be redone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not... Uh, that rodeo sticker on the side of that thing. I don't know why that's still there. <laughs> we haven't I don't, changed do not that know. yet. I do not know. Uh, but uh, this is this is just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, did, and did he have an excuse, or what was the deal? No, didn't explain anything, but it does look like he's got too many speakers for the size of the car there. It looks like maybe he's got six. It looks like four would be enough. It looks like they're balanced precariously on top of the car there. I wonder what songs he was playing. Doesn't say that either. Again, yeah, this see, is... See, this is uh, a poor uh, journalism. I agree. Uh, on, on part of uh, whoever this is, uh, AP. I used to have an apartment where a guy had mounted a bunch of speakers on top of his car, mm-hmm. and he had also uh, hand-painted, like, scripture all over his car, and he would recite the Bible okay. as he drove around town. Okay. I don't know of one person that was ever converted by that. Well, and and that problem's been taken care of now because uh, religious zealots have bought up rock stations all across the country, including the legendary WAAF in Worcester. Well, I'm not even talking about it. It was a it, it, like a radio thing. I, I mean, know. this guy was just you know he was just doing it, doing it just to drive around town. Well, that's what I'm saying. Before you know, Catholic outposts bought up radio stations. They had to resort to that. What that that guy's talking about there? Sure. But I'm just talking about a nutcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm driving around with Mr. Microphone doing all that proselytizing as I was driving down the street. What you doing, good looking? I'll pick you up later. Hey, I'll be back to pick you up for communion later. <laughs> hey, pretty lady. And the disturbing TikTok trend I promised, mouth taping. You tape your mouth shut. You use like duct tape. You tape your mouth shut before you go to sleep. It forces you to breathe through your nose, but it's got all sorts of Bad health side effects. Of course it would. What, what <laughs> well, else? I, well, of course. But it and does, you have not, to remove the tape too, don't you? 
At some point, yeah. yeah well, if you want to wake up in the morning and do your job, yeah, I, I guess. I think that right? would be very painful. Yeah. Some, somebody like me with facial hair, I can't be doing that every No. Day. Good God, no. But apparently it widens your blood vessels and helps circulate oxygen throughout your body. However, most experts say it could be dangerous and could get you congested in your sleep. And oh, by the way, it might be a problem if you have to puke in the middle of the night. Yeah, see, I can't imagine that being safe by well, any means. it's not a problem. It just means it has to find another place to go. Right? And it's you're limited to where that's going to go. I'm still fixated on Mr. Microphone being the proselytizing <laughs> people as he drives through the neighborhood. You remember the commercial? I do. With Mr. Microphone. Yep, sure. Uh, you've set it to a radio station, and now you have a, you can amplify your car stereo <laughs> yes. to be a PA system. And the guy's driving around in a convertible, and he's driving by uh, these young girls, and he's like, Hey, pretty lady, I'll be back to pick you up later. Mm-hmm. I'd be driving around in that thing with the you know the, the whole proselytizing thing. I'd be like, hey there, Virgin Mary in the streets, but Mary Magdalene in the sheets. Am I right or what, baby? Huh? I'll be back to pick you up 2,000 years. It's coming up on 657 with Bax, Steve, and Dave. We've got injuries and other scary encounters in the NFL to talk about in the 102-second sports. And then we've got Scott Cohen to talk more sports with next hour as well on Rock 102. Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, the football preseason is under preseason is underway. For example, this Friday the Patriots will face the Carolina Panthers in a thrilling yet meaningless exhibition game at Gillette Stadium, which, of course, you'll be able to hear right here on Rock 102. As you know, last week the Patriots preseason began with many fans wondering how the Patriots could lose to the New York Giants 23-21. Well, that may become a question for the ages. How could the Patriots not walk away with a pointless victory under the stern guidance of two play-calling assistants and relying on the adept quarterback talents of Bailey Zappi to bring you all those great calls to fruition? How could something like this happen? How could the New York Giants not crumble under the imposing shadow of Zappi's ominous great gamesmanship and otherworldly skills? Again, I don't have answers. All I can tell you is that when Bill Belichick was asked eight times about having offensive players uh, plays being puked out by both Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, he failed to offer much of an explanation other than to say, well, we'll figure it all out. Now, what is also true of these preseason things is this. Nobody cares about winning preseason games because preseason games aren't really there to be won. They are there to assess the talents you have and then to unload the guys you don't like. Period. The Patriots weren't there to win that game. Only the fans were there to see them win. The Patriots were there to see who really wants to be on this team and who doesn't really want to be on it at all. The good news is that they're only playing three preseason games this year rather than four, so your ability to see games that matter is coming sooner than later. It also means there's going to be a lot of sad faces from dudes that actually suck. And if you want that kind of football, if you're any kind of football fan at all, you know exactly what you want out of your preseason schedule. Assessment, which results in grave disappointment. Now that's how you build a winning football team. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. All the lawnmowers in the world are at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Well, all the ones worth talking about. Craftsman, Toro, Ego. Rocky's is an outdoor power headquarters that have excellent choices for you every single day. You'll be mowing away at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic. And Aerosmith. 
We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. 710, we're going to have highs in the mid-80s today. Lots of sunshine pretty much all week long. What a delight. Oh. Hey, it's football music, mm. baby. That's football. Mm. What a delight to start talking football with Scott Cohen. Good yeah. to see you, pal. It's good to see you guys, too. I almost uh, I almost mailed it in today and mm. told you that I wasn't going to come in studio because I've got an appointment uh Early in the early in the morning, but you know what? What kind of appointment, and what are you doing? Tell us all about your medical history. I'm uh, no, it's an appointment to try and sell advertising so ah. we can keep this dog ah. and pony show ah, on, the, on the air. Is that gotcha. is that is that okay mm-hmm. with you? It's fine with me. So, yeah. As long as you're making money for yeah. us, we're good. We're good. No, but I, you know, I I, I got off off. I, I said nope. Got to go in and do it. Good for you. So here we are. Nice to see you have a little bit of a team spirit. I right? do have team spirit. Haven't had one of those since you West left television many years <laughs> yeah, ago. No kidding. Uh, we got to talk about football here. Yep, Because, sure. uh, you know, it, it's preseason. Patriots lost the other day. So what? Should mean nothing. Nothing. Not like uh, Bailey Zappi was going to be the you know, <laughs> the next coming of Johnny Unitas. That nope. probably wasn't going to happen. Nope. But it's important to, uh, to, to think about preseason in only one way. It is not about winning games. It is purely about assessing talent yep. that you have. And deciding who's going to make that final roster. And they've only got three preseason games to do that. You're not going to see the guys who are automatically going to be on the roster come week one. Yeah, they're just just trying to figure out out issues. And like you say, you know, kind of weed through. um, I mean, God, there's got to be 80 guys in camp. So, you know, and they got to get that down to what, 50, 53, 53. So, yeah, there's that. And, you know, the interesting thing this week, they're going to play Carolina on Friday at in at Gillette. And they're actually holding joint uh, practices with with the Panthers this week. So, yeah, they're just it's like it's friendly competition. And but but there's some serious stuff, too, because any guy that's on the on the edge, he's trying to make the team. Yeah, well, Mac Jones didn't play at all, but he should play. He'll get a few he plays. Should. This, yeah, right? yeah, right. I, w- I would think so. All right. I would think so. But, you know, what's interesting to me is uh, how many people cannot get over this whole two play calling uh, assistance at once as opposed to an offensive coordinator sure. calling the game. To me, it you know, I mean, if, you know, if you're watching ESPN and you're looking at the talking heads, you know, describe this. They're describing mm-hmm. this as a mess. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily Hardly. know if this is a mess. It's not a mess. Because yeah. you're talking about two guys that know the offense. Of course. They know how to call plays. And sometimes when you're relying on one guy and he makes mistakes, there's no one else to rely on him but the one guy that made a mistake as opposed to two guys conferring what's the best in this situation. I don't know. Two head chefs. There's going to be a problem when in a <laughs> crucial moment and they can't decide on a common play. I don't know. Could be a, could be an issue. I'm not um, I'm not one of these guys who, um, uh, you know, look, Bill Belichick knows what he's doing, obviously. And I'm not, uh, I, I'm not like in, in Belichick we trust. I'm not one of those guys. I mean, I think he he's capable of making a mistake just like anybody else does. Bill Belichick knows what's going on. He would not he would not enter a football season um, at this uh, point in his career with a young quarterback if he didn't if he didn't have everything figured out exactly the way he wants it. And the fact that it's it's different than what everyone else is doing, you know, in Belichick we trust. Eight times he was asked about it after the game. Yeah, I mean, what? Eight times. It's like okay. 
I understand he's not a whole lot of he's he's not Bill Parcells oh, after a game. God, he's the worst. <laughs> he's the wor- absolute worst. If he doesn't give you the answer you're looking for the first two times, he's not going to give you the answer you're looking for the next six. He's not. So just stop asking. Stop him. asking him. Stop. Yeah. What are you doing? But every every time, uh, and you know, and I co- I covered. I've been covering the Patriots long enough where uh, we used to go down for the um, Wednesday uh, Bill Parcells press conference. And guys, it was friggin' must see TV, man. Um, he was just he he was masterful. He put on a show. You look forward to going. And now with Belichick, man, that's just dealing with him is the absolute worst because he's just ter- he's terrible. He's terrible. But he's intentionally terrible. He's in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's all. It's all. It's all a larger plan. Yeah, but it's like you know. It takes. You know that old saying where it takes so much more energy to be a jerk than it does to be a decent person. <laughs> it's like he. Go, it that must take a lot of work for him to be to remember to be that disagreeable all the time. He's he's terrible. But listen, back it, about the subject matter. He knows exactly what he's doing. Um, in baseball, the Red Sox are the best last place team in Major League Baseball. They are. There's no other way to describe it. They are. They uh, they have the winningest record of all the last place teams. Yep. All right. How about that? Yeah. Well, does that make you feel better? It does. Uh, well, you know, I I didn't want to you know come in here this morning. It's one of the things I told you we should talk about and be an apologist for them. But you know what? They're 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 four and a half games um, out of that final wild card spot. And listen, you know you do all that work, and it's a one and done game. Like everybody needs to remember that. But yeah, there there's still plenty of life left in them. Uh, they had a great series over the weekend against the Yankees. You know the arguably you know the best team in baseball. Um, they're they're not they're far from dead. They are they are not dead. They are very much in the conversation. Only mostly dead. Like oh, m- mostly, like dead. in Princess Bride. Yeah, the what do you yeah. call it? The 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 plug is is dangling out mm-hmm. of the outlet on the life support system. Mm-hmm. But there, they still have some possibilities there. Unless you're Chris Sale. Well, who, if you're not yeah. throwing televisions in Worcester, Moron. now you're dry, you, Now you're throwing yourself on top over the, the the handlebars of your bicycle. Is it a bad thing that he was riding his bike? No, but he's <laughs> like. He fell off a bike. He fell off a bike. He fell off a bike. I've done it. Yeah, we've all we've all done after, it. After and, being hit by a car, I did. Well, it, by okay, the way. that's the one that he didn't do. We didn't get hit by the car. Yeah, but it's like, all right, how many how many bad, bad things, things can, can happen, happen to, to this him. one guy? How and, many bad things? And do you say to yourself, you know what? I don't I don't know if this it's even baseball worth, thing is it's working it anymore. Out. It's if, not working out anymore. Yeah, I got you know, a reconstructed <laughs> elbow, and I'm now I'm falling off bicycles. Yeah, and when I'm not winning in the minors. <laughs> I'm throwing televisions. Yeah, I think we I think we need to put Chris Sale on the uh, on the back burner. But you know, look, they, that's that's the uh, that's the danger of paying a, a pitcher all that money. But in you know in 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 the game, that's what you have to do. But poor poor bastard. <sighs> uh, they're playing at the Little League World Series this Sunday. Yep, the Red Sox and Orioles in that Major League Classic in Williamsport at, during the Little League World Series, which is a great event, by the way. But does that sort of throw the team off, do you think, where they have to play in a, you know, in a game in, a, in, a, in an odd place like that? Well, I mean, they're, go- they're going to Pittsburgh uh, uh, to, what, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. right? And then, yeah. so I guess at least it'll be a short drive. Right. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, listen, I guess you got to, 
you're a major league baseball player you got to roll with the punches mm. i know uh you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, aaron judge i do and uh you know i think when you have a guy on uh, august 15th who has already hit 46 home runs and the nearest anybody is to that guy is uh, 15 home runs away oh kyle schwab remember him he's played for the red sox didn't he? Uh, no it's, no no it's a uh, jordan alvarez oh, of houston with 31 oh. home runs um it just seems to me that uh something is uh, metabolically going on there. I don't. I, 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 you know, I, I don't. You know, I listen, don't, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to look at that I don't and not say. Gee, <laughs> you didn't have that opinion about Big Poppy when he improved his numbers. Well, Big Poppy never had forty six home runs on August fifteenth. Yeah. Aaron Judge is having is having one of the uh, greatest baseball seasons. Um, I was reading an article. They're not. He he's at the point where we're not comparing him to his uh, contemporaries. They're comparing his season to uh, Babe Ruth, Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle, people like that. He he's on pace right now to hit 65 home runs, mm-hmm. you know, which would break uh, set the American League record. Um, and he's a free agent. His on base percentage is 398. It's I mean, it, it, I mean that's just it's unheard of. It's unheard of. Um, he if you you know every single category. He's right, at, and he's batting. He's batting three hundred on top of everything else. And again, this guy is having a season for the ages, and he is a, he's going to be available when the season is over to somebody. He turned down some three hundred million dollar contract from the Yankees. He said no to that, and here he is having one of the greatest baseball seasons of all time. What Wouldn't do you he do? look great in a Red Sox uniform? But you know yeah, what? Yeah, don't say. That. <laughs> but the, 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 the problem, the problem with that is, is there are only a handful of teams that could ever afford a talent. Yeah, there is at that level yep. with the market being what it is. Well, the yep. Padres have all that money now. And, well, the you know, Padres don't have yeah, all that money now. Well, they spent it. Well, yeah. but they got the guy that's out for 80, ga- 80 games yeah. for performance-enhancing uh, drugs. Oh, my God. Tatis. That was just tough. Fernando Tatis yep. Jr. Uh, how do you make a mistake like that? Right. But, yeah, Baxi, the, the Yankees, the Mets. The Dodgers. The Dodgers. Eh, technically, the Red Sox. Um you know, maybe the Cubs in Chicago. That that's a that's a big market. But you're right. You can count you can count the available landing spots on one hand. Right. I mean, you know, baseball worked so hard for so long to have some sort of you know economic parity within within the league with le- with the revenue sharing and all of that. Mm-hmm. There was a whole big thing uh, about you know large market teams and small market teams kind of being you know it, it was impossible for small market teams to compete. The fact of the matter is, the more these salaries escalate, especially in 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 baseball, where now you have everybody making these kinds of uh, even even players that are not anywhere near the level of uh, of an Aaron Judge making twenty twenty five thirty million dollars a yeah. year. You know there is no ceiling in baseball. There's not, and a guy like this, like I said, you know, you say, well, the guy could could go anywhere. No. He can't well, because there are very few teams that could afford to take him on. Uh, but Bax, Scott, Steve, maybe the Live Tour could hire him, even though he doesn't play golf. <laughs> yeah, they got the money. Yeah, the, the Saudis. Yeah, maybe the Saudis. <laughs> yeah. Saudi, the Saudis should buy a Major League Baseball there team, and then they'd have unlimited yeah. dollars. I know. And then, and a, and Aaron, a, a player like Aaron Judge wants to go to a to a market where he can, you know, he can be famous. I mean, you know, M- Mike Trout. 
you know, arguably one of the top players, you know, of the last, you know, five, six, seven, eight years. He's, he's you know, wasting away in Anaheim. Nobody, he, he, he did. Mike Trout could walk into this room and you'd go like, can I help you? You, you don't, you couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Mm-hmm. The, the good players have to play in big TV markets and major TV markets yeah. and like the places we just talked about. And, ba- and baseball has to realize, has to figure out how to do that. Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think Rob Manfred has figured that out. They're at terrible all. at it. They're terrible at it. And, yeah. and they don't wear baseball players don't wear helmets. You know, they're, uh, they're, they're faces are exposed it's the same it's one of the things with the nfl those guys are are dressed in those uniforms with helmets on you never see their faces baseball players you you see their faces every day and you Mm -hmm. still don't know what they look like and you still don't know what they look like unbelievable yep uh we'll see you next week yeah i guess we will yeah good to see you all right i'll decide if i'm gonna come in or not yeah you're um, gonna come in all right i gotta give us that funny baloney phony that'll be fine (laughs) it's 724 (laughs) with back Stephen dave and scott cohen on rock 102 wings we love 733 we're back Stephen dave and rock 102 it's time for news and it is brought to you by noonan energy serving western massachusetts for over 125 years NoonanEnergy.com. Here's Dave Coombs with the news. The closure we talked about last hour of 91 South between exits 42 and 44, East Windsor area. That's now been resolved. There was a fiery crash between a tractor trailer and a car that occurred overnight. And police and EMTs were rushed to the scene around 1130 last night. It's all been cleaned up now, but when I was on my way to work this morning, it was still closed. It's now been reopened. So no issues with that portion of 91. Were you able to get in? Yeah. No good. Yeah. Although there were a bunch of emergency vehicles on the roadway leading up to 91 where I was located, blocking people from entering 91 South on that exit. Also, thieves making off with four brass railings downtown Springfield. They've been there at Symphony Hall for decades. The railings discovered to have gone missing back on Thursday morning by a City Hall employee responsible for the maintenance of the venue, which is managed by MGM Springfield. Mayor Dom Sarno told Western Mass News that they're going to get the SOBs who stole the brass railings, apparently to resell them on the black market. They reportedly sell brass in general, for $2.10 a pound. The story does not say the estimated weight of the railings, but police estimating they were very heavy and probably couldn't have been carried away by people who were walking to a destination. They also used some sort of hacksaw or saws all after initially attempting to remove the railings manually. I mean, what do we uh, really use brass for anyway? I mean, what do we... uh... Balls. brass, uh, Brass everything. Brass is a uh, brass is abundant in this area. Ever have brass monkey? Yeah, uh, no, but I've been to the brass rail. Brass in, rail, in right? East yeah. Hampton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, or that's wait good. a minute, it's brass cat. Wait a minute, I I can't remember what these names of these places. Is it brass cat? I think it was the brass cat. Where's the brass rail? Isn't there a brass rail? I don't know. Hmm. You ever had brass monkey though, huh? No. What is that? What it's is a, it? It's that uh, it's that funky monkey. I was a brass monkey junkie. Oh, yeah. That I, funky monkey. You were the funky monkey. No, it was it was a drink. It was a uh, alcoholic drink. Brass monkey. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Is that similar to the uh, scorpion that you were talking about last hour? No, no. Ones? Well, that's that's a mixed cocktail. Ah. The brass the brass monkey was like a I don't know. I mean, you would add it to other things, you know, to uh, to make certain drinks. Brass monkey. Good stuff. 
Uh, common uses for brass, I'm looking at right now online, decorative applications like, uh, you know, uh, door handles and uh, faucets for sinks and light fixtures and things like that. There are also mechanical applications, including shell casings for an M16 assault rifle to everyday use for bearings and gears. You know, what's all, know what else is made out of brass? What? My knuckles. Ah. They Ooh, came yeah. like that. God made me like that. I said, God, give me a pair of hands that have made of brass so I can kick the ass of whoever steals the brass rails off the steps of City Hall. You I, know, I, I like my meat so rare, I only eat unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked at Mayor Sarno up close and personal. I didn't notice the brass knuckles built into his hands. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huh. Just look, look more carefully. All I right. don't even need to read a book. I just stare it down until the book gives me the information that I want. Mm. Other uses for brass, by the way, musical instruments like trumpets and the such. True. So there you go. Maybe they're going to be turning them into something useful. Who knows? Do you speak Braille? Because I can. And this says I'm going to kick your ass <laughs> if you don't bring that brass rail back. Uh, Mayor Sarno has proclaimed that they will get the SOBs. A popular Cape Cod resort town in Provincetown declaring a sewer emergency ordering restaurants and other food establishments to close immediately along a section of its bustling waterfront. Now, wouldn't that be under the purview of Alex Morris at this point? Uh, yes. Yes. He would be uh, knee-deep in human waste. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they ought to hire you to fix the problem. I can't solve everybody's uh, septic issues, but uh, I've certainly solved mine. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later All today. All right. Well, Provincetown officials saying in a Facebook post that residential property on the affected sewer system must reduce water use, including flushing toilets only when, quote, absolutely necessary. Well, if I've gone to the bathroom, then it becomes necessary. Mm. Well, it was if it's brown, flush it down. If it's yellow, let it mellow, right? So that's what they're doing in Provincetown, perhaps. All public <laughs> it's restaurants. Like, it's like a poetry reading here all of a sudden. Mm. I feel like there needs to be bongos mm. and everyone's saying man a lot. And snapping their fingers? Yeah. yeah, that too. Bring it on. Officials say all public restrooms shuttered last week, Thursday and Friday, and portable toilets were provided in Provincetown. God forbid. Shuttered with a U, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thunderstorms also caused... Havoc with the area because of that problem as well. Uh, they needed about 48 hours to make the repairs. It seems like they're back to normal now in Provincetown. Massachusetts is the most is the fifth most active state in the country. For what? For being active. For people really? getting out and about and doing things. According uh, to a new study by something called Fitness Vault. I'm sorry, folks, if I'm the one throwing off the curve. Because mm. I would think I'm, pr I'm probably... You know, dragging that score down. Maybe we could, you know, be number two or three. The report includes factors like number of gymnasiums and health clubs per capita, the prevalence of physical inactivity. I don't know how they measure that exactly. Mm. Maybe they hang around you. I don't know. And also access to exercise opportunities. And also the Google search terms associated with exercise. So people may be Googling terms about exercise, and that qualifies as being active, apparently. I'd have to Google exercise just to find out what it is. Massachusetts has six gyms and 17 health clubs per 100,000 people. Again, number five of the most active states in the union. Minnesota, number one. West Virginia, dead last. 
And Connecticut, by the way, came in third. Interesting. I'll be damned. Mm -hmm. Papa John's has a new option this month called Papa Bowls. All three, excuse me, toppings baked together without a crust. I smoked one of those last night. A Papa Bowl? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's essentially a casserole dish filled with the stuff that you would get on a pizza, except without the bread. Comes in three varieties, Italian meats trio, chicken Alfredo, and garden veggie. Or you could just create your own Papa Bowl at Papa John's, just like a normal pizza. They'll cost $7.99 each. Ah, $7.99 for a plate full of garbage from Papa John's. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was driving down, going to Mass Pike the other day uh, through Ludlow. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a Papa Gino's there. That's a there's a Papa Gino's in that rest area yeah. on the I believe the westbound side. Is, of the highway. is it still operating? I mean, the sign is still up. I would imagine that they would take the sign down. Usually, they're pretty good when a business moves out of those places that they quickly change whatever the signage is on there. But yeah, Papa Gino's that is the from what I can see one of the only remaining ones. And well, there's one in Charlton too, but that's about it. It's not that much. Right on, only on the highway. <laughs> MassLive.com running a story today about the oddest and strangest laws in the state of Massachusetts, some of which they're wrangling with right now to determine whether they should keep them on the books or eliminate them. For instance, singing in the national anthem. Apparently, if you start singing it but stop partially way through, uh, partially through the song, you can be fined up to 100 bucks. So if you're singing the national anthem this morning, do it to completion. Why bother taking them off the books if nobody's enforcing them anyway? That's a good point. Maybe you should get to these people. I don't know. Uh, sometimes when you hear someone really butcher the national anthem, you kind of want them to stop. Yeah. Like you're actually begging for it. Please, I, for the, for the love of this country, please stop butchering our national anthem. Selling beer to hospital patients. Only a doctor can allow the sale of delivery of alcoholic beverages to patients. That's a mass state law. And those who sell or deliver alcoholic beverages or narcotic substances to a patient in any hospital can be fined 50 bucks or sentenced to prison for two months. Damn. Yeah. Be careful about that, too. Also, stabling horses or mules on the second floor of any establishment. Illegal in the state of Massachusetts. How about that? Well, that doesn't sound right. However, it says if you live in a city, it doesn't apply. So I don't quite understand that. Apparently, if you live in a city, you're allowed to stable a horse or a mule on the second floor of an establishment. And once you're divorced, be sure to move out. Cohabitating after divorce, and you could be found guilty of adultery, according to a law in the state of Massachusetts. I believe it was uh, Michael Douglas and uh, Kathleen Turner who proved that uh, to be true, that you can't live in the same house with somebody you're divorcing. Wasn't that War of the Roses? Uh, So, yeah, Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah, you're right. right. War of the Roses or Romancing the Stone? No, no, Romancing the Stone, uh, that was another one they were in together. Right. He's like uh, like a... He's like a like a modern day Indiana Jones or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had success in a few movies. I, I liked Romancing the Bone, which was a great adult <laughs> film. I saw shortly after that. Mister, was that was that what you were doing while you had the, your your layup last week during the vacation? Oh, or? I was romancing the bone okay. all week long. <laughs> nice.
Mono e mono. <laughs> After having a pop a bowl. That's right. All right. Quite a party at your house last week. 744 with back Steve and Dave. Now hear this coming up next on Rock 102. Cheryl's cat never leaves her lap. Did Steve lose? Springfield's Classic Rock at 750 and the Eagles. With back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 84. Tomorrow more of the same with a high of 82. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Join Pat Kelly and the Rock 102 Road Crew this Friday from 7 to 9 at the Free Music Friday Concert Series at the Plaza at MGM. Aquanet, New England's most authentic tribute to 80s rock and metal. That's the band for this week. Stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win all kinds of great Rock 102 prizes. Plus, great music by Aquanet. This Friday, 7 to 9 at the Plaza in MGM at the uh, in the uh, the South End with Pat and the Rock 102 Row Crew from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Seven, excuse me, seven fifty one with back Stephen Day. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm sorry to hear that. Redneck noise, dude. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Stephen Dave in the morning. Clip number one from Western Mass News. They interviewed an East Hampton couple because of an art mural on their home that has gone viral. And the East Hampton man gifting this art mural to his wife displayed on the exterior of their house. He explains. We love dragons. Um, Nina's from Halong Bay in Vietnam. Halong means descending dragon. Again, that's from Western Mass News. That's Stephen Parmenter and his wife, Nina. And if you look at the house, there's a picture of it on Western Mass News' story. It spans the entire, it wraps around the house. Kind of like, you know, we hear about, you know, vans and things being wrapped. Mm -hmm. It's like the house is wrapped in a fantastic piece of artwork. Well, why should your house be only one color? I agree. why, Why do you have to have it that way? Hey, the neighbors were also interviewed. They all love it. They think it's a great tribute, and they think it looks pretty cool. Um, The artist, by the way, according to Stephen Parmenter, a talented local guy named Ryan Sarfati, who goes by the name Yano. Okay. Y-N-A-O-E. Yeah, I saw pictures of this. I mean, it's a pretty impressive paint job. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what it would cost to have your house painted like that by any other house painter, but right. I would imagine it costs a few bucks. I, I think this is going to be all the rage now moving forward. People are going to want not just traditional exterior paint jobs on their homes, but artwork. Why not? Yeah, I want a big Rock 102 logo on the side of my there house. There you go. I'm sure Yano would be glad to take some of your money to do a yeah. nice version of that. With, with, a, with a rap that says, Bax and O'Brien mornings. I don't know <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. I don't know what the... Not, not sure. A little bit outdated? All right, well... Just like the van. Just like Just the van. Just like the van. Hmm. <laughs> Clip number two from Doug Ford, who is the premier of Ontario, Canada. I guess that's like the head. He's basically it's like, like ma- the governor. He's isn't he the brother of Rob Ford? I, you know, probably I think right. he is. He looks he looks just like him. Yeah. Listen to what happened to him during a press conference over the weekend. It's coming from the health sector. <laughs> I just swallowed a bee. A little bugger got away in there. Oh, I'm I'm okay. He's buzzing in there. Man, he went right down the hatch. (laughs) I'll be rushing to the hospital to get this bee out of here. There you go. Imagine that. Doug Ford swallowed a bee. (laughs) Mid-sentence during a speech. I think his brother used to swallow the worm from a tequila bottle. Right. And the whole tequila bottle as well. Uh, with with a worm that had just done rails of cocaine at the bottom of the bottle. <laughs> Ready, man! 
Hey, speaking of booze, clip number three, all about a new beverage that's on the market. Protocol, the world's first alcohol-spiked protein drink. The creator says he got the idea once he realized that he and his friends would go work out, and then they'd usually drink immediately after. So you combine the two, the workout energy <laughs> pre- protein beverage with alcohol. Yeah, it's called Red Bull and vodka. It's right? been around for years. Yeah, but you can't get that in a can, though. You have to mix those two together and yeah. do it yourself. Now you got it all in one can with protein. Okay, but doesn't that defeat the whole purpose of working out if you've got alcohol mixed with your protein? Does, I, I mean, doesn't it have like a negative effect? Aren't you kind of like, you know, for, for every bit of progress you've made, doesn't that kind of bring you back down to well, square one? it depends how much working out you're doing and how much drinking you're doing. I think if you drink like eight or nine protocols and only work out for like 10 minutes, that's probably not a good equation. You know, I told you that whole uh, thing when I was doing like 5Ks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the end of the race, you'd be like, oh, come on, let's go grab a, let's go grab a beer. Because mm-hmm. that's the most refreshing thing you can have after <laughs> running three miles. Sure. And uh, and and then this guy I was with was like, yeah, look at him. Those Kenyans, they always win the race. You know, look at them over there. Uh, and, I, and he's like, they always win. And I go, yeah, yeah, they always win, not because of who they are, but how they take care of their bodies. Mm. <laughs> They're sitting there eating oranges and bananas and, like, taking care and eating healthy foods mm-hmm. while we're going to drink two giant pints of beer. Well, dude, this blue moon yeah. comes with an orange on it. That's uh, almost the same. And you know what? It's not even the blue moon. It was, like, microbrew crap, and it was, like, you know, like, 14%. Like <laughs> Says here, it got notes of banana. Double IPAs. Triple IPAs. <laughs> Clip number four, guys. Baseball history was made while you guys were on vacation last week. Pirates infielder Rodolfo Castro trying to go from first to third on a single. Castro slides into third. His phone comes out of his pocket. Now that's a first. <laughs> Had his phone on him while he was running the bases. <laughs> would you leave that in the dugout? Yeah, right. Why would you have that on you? Yes. I mean, they, they, you know, they've got... Like cubby holes yes. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a dugout. Yeah, you, you leave your gloves, your bat, your sure. hat, whatever you need. Sure. Is there no rule in baseball where you're not allowed to have electronic? You're devices? not allowed to. He's subject to a fine. Although he explained it away, saying, "Oh, I didn't realize I had my phone in my pocket. I would never do that." <laughs> yeah, but that's like the guy going to the airport, going, "I didn't realize I had a gun in my bag." Right. <laughs> you imagine like you're, you're you're running the base pass, you get caught in a pickle, yeah. and you, te- you you say to the two other fielders, "Ho, ho, ho, ho! I gotta, make, I, I, I get, I gotta take this <laughs> right yeah. now." And, and what are you gonna do? Try and, unlimited plan. Yeah, <clears throat> and, and maybe it was the best butt dial in history when he slid there. Who I knows? Just, who, who got knows? a call from him during that slide? Could be. It's seven fifty-seven with back Steve and Dave. We've got the. Full sports coming up next in the 102 second sports straight ahead on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every it's not a rail snake. It's a long nose snake. Completely harmless. I feel like a wimp. Yeah, Watt said he felt like a wimp because he thought it was a rattlesnake in his bathroom. Turned out to be whatever else it said there, and I'd never even heard of that kind of snake before. In golf, Will Zalatoris won the FedEx St. Jude Classic in Memphis and took home $2.7 million. And a British ultramarathoner, the first person to successfully run the width of Ireland. He did it in under 24 hours. His name is Robert Pope. He started by downing a pint of Guinness in Galway City and then ran westward for 23 hours and 39 minutes, arriving in Dublin 
and then chugging another Guinness. He ran a total of 133 and a half miles and celebrated with that second pint of Guinness, still waiting to hear on his official world record. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, Bax has some viewpoints on the Sox in his view from the couch on Rock 102. Uno's Summer Courtyard is back. Entertainment every night of the week. Under the stars on the patio. Full lineup on Uno's Facebook page. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 813. And Ozzy with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. There's no rain in sight, and we're in trouble. Drought conditions here in Western Mass. Highs in the mid-80s again today with no sign of rain. God forbid uh, my career end prematurely, even though I'm uh, scheduled to retire in 3,317 days and 15 hours. Um, if I were to have to start all over again... I think the uh, the thing I would want to do mm-hmm. would be to open up my own septic service. Okay. Because right now I am feeling a wave of optimism uh, that I've I have never felt in my life. Faxes poo off the couch. Let me tell you something. You know, prior to uh, this vacation, I really was very hesitant to uh, tackle this septic issue. With uh, with my RV, yeah. my, my camper up in Vermont, mm-hmm. because it just seemed to me so many things could go wrong. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, there could be spillage, there could be contamination. I was praying for that to happen. Yeah, yeah I know. Me too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, of course. Who wouldn't want to, who wouldn't wish that on someone they didn't like? Well, not, no, we like it. We just wanted a spectacular story of failure. Well, instead, what you're going to get is a spectacular story of man overcoming obstacles and in the end becoming a lauded success. Human achievement. No, I don't want to hear this story. Well, <laughs> you know what? Right. You're going you're gonna to hear it and you're going to like it because yeah. I'm going to tell you what. For, for the three of us who have uh-huh. all readily admitted that we have no mechanical skill, that we have no real you know, manly attributes other mm-hmm. than the bits and pieces and plumbing that we were born with, Right. neither one of us are handy at all correct i'm not dave's not nope. steve's not yep. Steve well, maybe a little bit more than depending me. on what you're talking about as far as handy goes right but if it, if you're going to hang a picture on a wall you could mm. probably figure out how to do that you know before oh. before bax tells his story of achievement steve really what it would it would have been better like you're saying there mm-hmm. if we had just done like what they do on twitter where it's like uh bax versus sewage wrong answers only and we had people calling in saying how their lives were ruined by Bax's malfeasance in trying to get rid of the sewage stuff. That All would right. have been great. Listen to you trying to make this a cheap laugh. <laughs> yeah, I wanted uh, pictures of you looking like a Chilean coal miner when you're coming out of the. <laughs> yeah. done, uh, oh, the thing exploded That's on right. me. It's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I really wanted to do. I really wanted to do this, but it would have re- required uh, props, mm-hmm. maybe an extra camera, yeah. uh, editing. I really wanted to wear one of them uh, all white paper hazmat mm-hmm. suits yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with a face right. shield. Yeah, and then uh, uh, during the during the video, I wanted there to be like like a pudding cannon, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just it just blasted like chocolate pudding all over the oh, planet. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would have been hilarious. That would have been right? funny. So right? funny. It's kind of like a baby gender reveal party gone horribly wrong. In a way, brown. But, what's brown? <laughs> exactly. But in this situation. Uh, I didn't really, it was really about, uh, you know, we have to get it done on this day. I got access to the, uh, to the trailer mm-hmm. and, uh, we were going to take it, uh, take this tank of, uh, of, of 
septic waste mm. and then dump it mm. uh, in a dumping station. Mm. Now, I had read the instructions probably no less than 20 times. Right. I probably viewed no less than 25 to 30 videos on how to do this correctly right. with this uh, rhino septic system that, that, that I've got. <clears throat> so I felt like, all right, I know how to do this. I can handle it. Let me tell you something. For all the times that I have broken something mm-hmm. and was unable to fix it, for all the times that uh, we had to call my brother-in-law to bail me out of a, of a, of a mess that I found myself in, mm-hmm. I handled this thing with such expertise, you would have thought that I had been doing it all oh, my wow. life. Wow. It went, it went so smooth hmm. into that tank. Mm-hmm. You're like you, you couldn't even. It couldn't have gone any better. No spill. Wow. No mess. The no, no smell, no tell poop pumper. No contamination. No Karen Silkwood type of power mm-hmm. washing. Damn it. Shower out. None I, of that. I, I mean, great. That's what I meant to say. Great. Good for you, Bax. We got that thing uh, all filled. Mm. It was only about three hundred pounds. And uh, now, did you fully empty the other one, the tank? Oh yeah. So it's that held all of that uh, waste in that. Thing. It was a thirty-five gallon yeah. uh, turd tote, you could say. <sighs> nice. And uh, got it on the uh, got it on the uh, on the trailer. Drove it to the dumping station. Now the dumping station is very interesting. It's at a campsite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found one that was closer than the seventeen mile oh, that's oh, drive. Yeah. Okay. Yep. This one was only twelve miles. Uh-huh. So you know, you're driving around with a three hundred pound tank of you and excrement in the back of your trailer you want to be able to you want this easiest drive imaginable while you were driving it did you imagine something going horribly wrong like were you were you tense were you nervous sure yeah. i don't, I don't want to you know i, I don't want to you know take a turn too right. hard right. i don't want to you know go over a speed bump yeah. i didn't want to do any of that stuff mm-hmm. but then we get to uh to, to the uh to the dumping station and uh, my wife is there and, and a friend of uh, ours is there and and I'm telling them what to do. I said, this is how we do it. And they were they were stunned by how mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and professional I did this job. Damn it. I mean, good. Unloaded it, sanitized mm. it, washed it all, all right. out, and uh, boom, we were back. We were right. back of camping. So that's the part I wanted to ask you about when you empty it. What is it like a big tank that they have there? Or it's is a, it? It's a hole in the ground at yeah. this campsite, okay? And you. you uh, you fix a hose to uh, to the tank that you've yeah. got into this dumping tank, mm-hmm. okay? And it's got all the attachments you need to fit in there perfectly. Yeah, you put like a you put the cover back on and a rock to, to hold it into place, so mm-hmm. you don't have to hold it. And then you release the crappen. All right, all right, with it with a valve, and the valve takes Empty everything, the, dumps and, it into that machine, right? And then tank. and then you take a hose, right? And then you attach it to the water source into the tank. There's a sprayer inside the tank, sprays the whole thing out, and you run it until it's clear. Hmm. Ah. Now you've sanitized the whole thing. It's all perfect and ready to Look go. Look at that. And you didn't get one smidge of anything on you. I had uh, plastic, uh, rubber gloves on, mm-hmm. like those little rubber surgical gloves, because yeah. I forgot the elbow the ones to the elbow yeah. at home. Uh, I wore those. You didn't Nothing. even need those surgeries. Didn't gloves. even need yeah. them. Wow. I could I could have licked my fingers clean. Look at that. Look at Unbelievable. That. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you something. I walked out of there. 
uh, feeling like I had stumbled across a whole big pile of testosterone mm-hmm. that I had never seen in my life. Doesn't it make you uh, like feel accomplished? Like you've done something that you didn't think you could ever do by yourself. Steve? And now you feel like you're, you are got a little... Uh, you're right in the screws yeah. on that. You're well, right in the screw. boost. And I'm, I'm probably not going to fill that, uh, that, that tank again until probably... Next year. No, probably October. Yeah. You know, when we start thinking about closing things up, we'll do it again. But I was thinking, you know, I mean, you know, for all the anxiety and, and mm-hmm. you know, self-doubt that I had, mm-hmm. to be able to go ahead and accomplish what I think is almost magic. Mm-hmm. You know, I would never in a million... If you said to me five years ago, Baxi... In your spare time, in your leisure time activities, one of the things that you're about to do is properly clean a septic tank from a recreational vehicle. I would have said, you're out of your freaking mind. You're out of your mind. I wouldn't no do something would, like that. I would, I'm too tender. I'm too fey. Did you, did you receive uh, domestic favors because of that? Well, I think that's very personal, uh, but uh, let's just say. Credit, shall we say. <clears throat> I got full credit. My mm-hmm. wife was like, I can't believe what a great job you did. I'm like, well, thank you very much, dear. You know, it was a real pleasure to do it. He doesn't deserve any domestic credit. For all, no? Listen, for all the lawn that doesn't get mowed around your house, <laughs> for all the things that you tell us that you don't do, Yeah. this should be like, good, you can take out the trash next. I always like take that. Out the, I take out the trash all the time. Well, you can mow the lawn next. I you can do, do other things. I could, but you do start I want to? Pulling it? your weight around that house. Listen, back, so yeah, that's I, a lot it, of weight to pull. Well, plus, you know, now that he's proved that he could, uh, you know, solve the sewage issues in his RV. You know, we got a bathroom upstairs that apparently is out yeah, of order. Can you fix that. Yeah. Give me a, the radio station. Sure, I can. Uh, what is it like a, a ball cock issue? What yeah. is that? I can probably fix that in no time. Why? Why would you say that out of order, but not say why? What the the fact that there's a sign on our bathroom up above us that has that sign, but why? Yeah. Well, I don't, what, why do they have to explain it? What do you mean? Well, what is out of order? Is it uh, well, the I don't sink know. not working, mm. or is it the toilet not working? Or is the entire bathroom out of order? Maybe there wasn't enough room on the side. No, I mean, you can still uh, urinate if the sink is broken. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting. At. Yeah, I Maybe don't know. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't go in there to start to fiddling around with it. But if you know, if I need to go down there and snake the drain, I'm sure I could probably uh, figure that out. Yeah, it's still <clears> a hole in the ground. I, I, still go somewhere. I got to tell you, I got a lot more confidence in mm-hmm. myself now than ever before. All right, this is a this is a <laughs> this is a big deal. Day twenty three. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock one hundred two. Rock 102's Classic Rock Summer is driven. Classic Rock. It's back, Steve and Dave. You 2 and the Stones, by the way, the only two bands exceeding $2 billion in sales for concerts. And $2 billion plays right here on Rock 102. <laughs> the same song. Over I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we've hit the billion mark yet. Maybe. Maybe about a million, but a billion, thats thats uh, that you'd have to be playing that every three uh, minutes. It's like uh, McDonald's used to have the uh, the counter of how many millions of people they had served, and then when they got to billions, they just said, ah, billions and billions. We're not, we're not going to have to bother counting anymore. <laughs> we've lost. We're, we've we're, lost. Since, since uh, Ronald McDonald is no longer on our commercials, you, we've lost track. You two, Rolling Stones, Tom Petty, we'll, we'll play them a billion times over. We're billions getting- and billions played. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. 
After a beautiful weekend, we're picking up right where we left off with a cool, comfortable start this morning. Lots of sunshine, just a few clouds mix in this afternoon with high temperatures in the lower 80s. But tonight, mainly clear and cool again. Temperatures will fall into the 50s. For tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, pleasant. High temperatures in the lower 80s will stay nice and dry. Then for Wednesday, will be partly to mostly cloudy, but nothing more now than a spot shower. As we stay dry, high temperatures in the middle and upper 70s. And for Thursday, clouds and sunshine mix. It'll be warm but fairly dry. High temperatures top off in the low to mid-80s. No significant rain expected this week. With your Western Mass News First Alert forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown. A quality night's sleep. If you're not getting one, you're not doing your body any favor. Sure, you can exercise and eat right all day long, but that quality sleep is important because that keeps you healthy. And this is why I own the Sleep Number bed. You've heard me talk about it many times. It's the most comfortable bed I've ever owned. I get to pick the firmness of the bed. That's the Sleep Number setting that you hear about. My Sleep Number setting is a 45, meaning it's not too firm, it's not too soft, it's just right for me, and I stay sleeping comfortably all night long. It also has Sleep IQ technology within the bed. What that means, when I wake up in the morning, I check my Sleep IQ app and it tells me how well I've slept or maybe even gives me tips on how I can improve my sleep. And it also gives me a Sleep IQ score to tell me how well I've been sleeping. And last night, my Sleep IQ score was a 93. I'm sleeping well and you could be too, but you need to go see the folks at a Sleep Number store to see and feel the difference for yourself. There's one in West Hartford on New Britain Avenue between DSW and Barnes & Noble or in Milford on Boston Post Road across from the Milford Marketplace. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because every great day starts the night before. And now, don't miss Sleep Number's weekend special where all smart beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed plus special financing. This ends today, August 15th, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Subject credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Leah Toyota Wilbraham is the area's leader in pre-owned and certified pre-owned Toyotas. We are currently pulling inventory from all 22 Leah locations. Choose from hundreds of RAV4s, Camrys, Highlanders, Tacomas, and more. And at Leah Toyota Wilbraham, all pre-owned vehicles include a two-year complimentary maintenance package. As always, instant credit approval is only a click away. All credit applications will be accepted. Everyone drives at Leah Toyota Wilbraham. 2145 Boston Road or 24-7 at Leah Toyota Wilbraham. Hey, Becky, what about this beat for your next song? Mm, it's cool, but I'm into faster stuff lately, like Xfinity that gives me beyond gig speeds. Got it. What about this then? Mm, it sounds powerful, just like Xfinity. Because its supersonic Wi-Fi has three times the bandwidth, you can connect hundreds of devices at once. <laughs> That's what I call power. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity made to do anything so you can do anything. Learn about the next generation Wi-Fi from Xfinity or get started with unlimited 300 megabits per second internet for $29.99 a month with a two-year rate guarantee and no annual contract required when you add Xfinity Mobile. Plus, get a free 4K streaming box. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Requires paperless billing and auto pay. New Performance Pro internet customers only. Xfinity Mobile requires post-pay Xfinity internet. After 24 months, regular rates apply to all services and devices. Actual speeds vary. Requires compatible Xfinity Gateway. Limited quantities available. 834. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Uh, Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno and his... Other assistants are still searching for the criminal who stole the four brass railings from Symphony Hall. They'd been there for decades, and apparently Thursday, somebody working at City Hall noticed the brass railings were missing. 
reported it, and it's been investigated. Apparently, they used some sort of hacksaw or sawzall to remove the brass railings and are probably trying to sell them on the black market. Brass reportedly going for $2.10 a pound, and Mayor Sarno vows to get the SOBs. You'd have to, I mean, you'd have to cut it up into pieces because I can't imagine you walking downtown with a long rail of brass and uh, and putting that on your car. Right. And you guys brought up earlier, you know, who's buying this black market brass? I mean, yes, you could make musical instruments out of it, but would anybody credible making musical instruments be buying the stuff like this that's obviously stolen? Maybe you could understand certain contractors who are building something, maybe mm-hmm. making nice fixtures for somebody's home. Okay, maybe they would purchase it. Yeah, but i got to be honest with you. I don't know of anyone making, like, black market saxophones out in the, uh, the streets of Springfield. That's what I'm saying. So it would be only people who are less credible who would be purchasing this stuff to turn into actual items for use, not... The kinds of no, instruments you're bringing you would see them in to salvage yards yeah. and getting the money for them. That's all. That's doing. it, really. Yeah, and you think so? You, you have credible and folks who aren't credible working at salvage yards. Do you think, or do you think there are some salvage yards who realize that it's stolen and wouldn't touch the stuff? I think mm-hmm. you can just say, "I work in a salvage yard," and you know that you can bring stuff there, and mm-hmm. they'll give you money for it. And they don't care where it comes from. You think certain people don't care? I think, a lot I think of, there's a lot of places that don't, don't care, care, that don't ask. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a recycling business. If they can get money for it, too, that are going to get more money from the, what you, they gave you for it, wow. of course they're going to take it. I think certain salvage yards have scruples, probably, and would realize I'm that sure it was there, stolen. I'm, I'm sure there are some, but if you but if you go to certain salvage yards and you see like a big pile of catalytic converters Mm -hmm. you know they might not have uh, bought those on the up and up there may be stolen catalytic converters by the way do you realize a saxophone can be anywhere between 1200 to 4500 hours a piece Mm. no a brand new one Really? How many how many uh, Symphony Hall railings would it take to make a single sac- a saxophone? Listen, I'm, we're going to hunt down and find these scumbags. I am going to kick them right in the brass. Mm. And I'm going to kill their imaginary friends, too. Because <laughs> they don't have any real friends. Because nobody, nobody who has the balls to steal brass rails has any friends. That friends would talk you out of doing something like that. He's probably right about that. On top of cracking down against brass thieves, Mayor Sarno also issued a proclamation declaring today Indian Independence Day in Springfield, and a flag will be raised outside City Hall this morning in honor of Indian Americans, and it'll be the first time an Indian flag has flown over Court Square. There was a big celebration in Springfield yesterday for Indian Americans. Mm. We got to do the good things. We got to do the good uh, ceremonies. The Indian American Day, we, we took care of that. But we also have to hunt down and mangle these thieves mm-hmm. of the brass rails outside of City Hall. You know what? If I say it looks like chicken, it tastes like chicken, it feels like chicken, it's beef. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever Dom Dom says goes. Hey, there was an incident in West... And I don't own a stove either. You know why? Why? Or a microwave. Why? Because revenge is a dish best served cold. Ah! (laughs) Don't heat it up. I got it. So there was an incident in Westfield Friday night involving an alleged armed suspect. And so there was sort of a lockdown going on at Park Square on Friday night overnight because of a swatting incident. Police finding out it was just a fake call, no threat to the public. 
but the Westfield community was on edge Friday, yeah. Friday into Saturday. No threat to the public, but you have it's like a you know one of them emergency response situations where you got cop cars everywhere. Yeah, nothing to be worried about, folks. Just stay right. Just stay calm. Yeah, pay no attention to the carnage you see yeah. in front of you. Pay no attention to the center of our town being shut down completely and surrounded by emergency vehicles. A woman in Naugatuck, Connecticut's in trouble. Twenty-one-year-old Ashley Schultz was found to be in an intoxicated state when cops there were called to a home for a possible burglary. Police saying that Ms. Schultz entered the residence, claiming it was a friend's house, and then began drinking alcohol from the fridge. She then fled the scene prior to the arrival of cops, but was located a short distance away on foot. She was uncooperative and combative with officers because she bit one of them and later also bit Mm. one of the Naugatuck, Connecticut EMS workers during their efforts to treat her. There's pictures of her if you want to check her out. Well, you know, I mean, uh, obviously this is a bad day of drinking, you know. Uh, I've never been so drunk where I said to myself, you know what I'd like to do? I would like to bite humans. And I don't care who it is. I've never never gotten that drunk. Not on beer, not on booze, not on wine, not on nip bottles, nothing. I've been that drunk. Well, you wanted to bite somebody? Oh, yeah. Did you? No. No, but you wanted to. Just my pillow, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) I can still feel his beard on the back of my neck. We've had killer sharks off Cape Cod. We've had the... We've had the red tide to deal with. Yes. Bad seafood. Dangerous jellyfish, but we haven't had murderous beach umbrellas. Not that I know of. A South Carolina beachgoer died over the weekend after an umbrella impaled her in the chest. You know, I've seen many, many times on the beach mm-hmm. where someone is trying to you know, put their umbrella into the sand yeah. and they don't have it secured and it gets out of, you know, it, you know, out of their hands. Mm-hmm. And I've always wondered why someone didn't get... You nailed with one of these things. A 63-year-old woman named Tammy Perot was relaxing on a Garden City, South Carolina beach when a strong wind mm-hmm. lifted a beach umbrella from its anchoring and sent it hurtling toward her. The pointy tip of the umbrella penetrated her chest, and she died after being transported to a local hospital. Now, two things. It, I've seen in some beaches, they will say, uh, you cannot open your umbrella in, in the kind of winds that are coming off the ocean. Yeah. I've seen that. I have not seen it, but it would make sense. Yeah. But I also know, because we have an umbrella that we take to the beach with us. And when I bring that into the uh, into the sand, mm-hmm. I'm screwing that thing deep inside. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. but you know, I've done that before, too. But the sand pack has to be hard enough oh, in yeah. order to keep that thing in. Well, you get a 50-mile-an-hour wind gust. It doesn't right. matter how far the the corkscrew thing is in the sand. Mm-hmm. Eh. I know, I know. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission says about 3,000 people each year are injured by beach umbrellas. How many people are killed each year? Does Just not one? have that stat, Steve. But See, we, that's what I'd like to know. Yeah. How many people are killed? Is it just this one lady, or is there like a... Is there like a trend of umbrella deaths that we're not hearing about? Search it up. I don't know. Or I didn't see that media, as part of the story. The mainstream yeah. media is not letting us uh, find out. <laughs> it's the media's fault for not reporting. I don't know. You could search it up and find out if there have been many deaths. 3,000 injuries, though. Maybe a potentially hazardous asteroid again headed toward Earth. It's said to be the size of a whale, and it's going to arrive Friday. 
It is currently traveling at over 20,000 miles per hour. And, and are we expecting a direct hit? Scientists are predicting a near miss. Near miss. Isn't it near miss and near hit? Why yeah. do we say that? I don't know. It says it could come within 120 million miles of Earth, Ooh. which is considered a near miss. That's apparently. a close shave, boy. Yeah. I never understood that. Near miss. A near miss is a hit. A near hit is a miss. True, but that's just uh, an expression. A near miss would be a hit. It would be a hit. You're absolutely right. Yes. Huh. Listen to him using the English language to make a point. Good job, Steve. Even from Westfield State, you can make good Mm -hmm. points sometimes. Absolutely. Hey, there's a menstrual pain relief company called Someday's. Steve, pay attention. Mm -hmm. It's gone viral. A series of videos where men try a device that simulates period cramps. What man in their right minds wants to do that? Well, I think maybe you, you curry favor with the opposite gender by doing something like that. By identifying with the feelings that maybe your loved one has certain times of the month. You can check these videos out. Uh, there are women working for some days, which is again that pain relief company for menstrual pain. And they're hooking up these devices to volunteer males all over the United States. Mm-hmm. There are videos of these men Accepting the pain. That's going to cramp my style. You know, uh, I, I, I'm sure there are many women who say, yeah, you know what, a man should know what it's like. Mm-hmm. But I've uh, I've spent my entire life surrounded by women. Uh, you know, a mom, sister, mm-hmm. been married twice, got three daughters. I know a lot of women personally who are friends. We know. We know what it's like. You do. You can't know. I mean, you, know, you, you do know. You do know because how often has it been <laughs> where you, because of your direct, uh, uh, just the fact that you're there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you suffer. You're in the way. You're in the mess as well. Yes. How often do you become the 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 pin cushion of aggression mm. as a result of this? Uh, remarkable physiological, uh, biological thing. So you're saying you don't need to be hooked up to one of these machines to know the pain. I believe our pain is different, uh-huh. but we certainly know the pain. Yep. Uh, by the way, the guys who... Yeah. You know who my favorite mythical creature is? What? The happy woman in a tampon commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've seen that before. <laughs> They look you're so more, free. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're more likely to see yeah. uh, Bigfoot or its North American co- a cousin, mm-hmm. the Yeti. Yeah. You know, you ever, you ever see a tampon commercial with a woman going, what? <laughs> what do you want? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Fine is the best word, by the way, for that. All right. Well, maybe you could write a commercial for Some Days, which is the pain <laughs> relief company for menstrual pain. Who knows? It's 8.45 now with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. I'm attorney John Heyman. Summer is here. And for motorcyclists... It's 8.52. And Van Halen with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 85. Tomorrow, high of 82 at 64 in downtown Springfield. Tomorrow on the show, Sheriff Nick Coach will be joining us. For the first time in a good long time, he'll be joining us after 8 o'clock tomorrow. So make sure you are listening for that, got Ooh. that uh, big, uh, big to do coming up. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. You guys have been before, but I've never been. Maybe I'll stop by. You I, should, if I'm allowed. Do we get an invitation for that officially, or what? I guess. All right. <laughs> you can you you, you can, can ask him tomorrow. You can ask him okay. tomorrow. We're allowed to go. All right. That's coming up this week, right? 
Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. All right. I did a little traveling over the weekend and went back to New York State, played in a uh, member guest golf tournament with some old friends. And then on my way back last night, I didn't have any groceries and it was getting late. It was like nine o'clock at night or almost nine. I'm driving through Albany and I remember there's a Whole Foods store in Albany. So I, I stopped in there. But they only have half the items. Yeah. It's amazing how that works. And that's not fully whole. Right? Yeah. Uh, while I'm in the Whole Foods market, by the way, I see something I've never seen before. I see somebody shopping wearing an entire Ghostbusters outfit. All right. I mean, the full thing. I mean, the jumpsuit with Venkman right there on the breast. This, uh, um, the goggles, the backpack, the proton device, the ecto gun, the are, whole thing. Are you sure you're in a Whole Foods and not a Walmart? Right. I that th- sounds like a Walmart thing. I had to blink a couple of times. sure you weren't in a spirit Halloween that used to be of Whole Foods? Uh, you know, maybe it was before it turned into a Whole Foods, <laughs> but I, is this a thing? Do you shop in Whole Foods with a full Ghostbusters not, outfit on? Or? Not normally. I mean, normally you, you walk around uh, you know, in, in Birkenstocks. Yeah, and, uh, right. Your, your, your drug rug uh, you know, sweatshirt. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. You're right. It wasn't the uniform that people wear you most of the time, and I, I, I was, I was like, wow. And it was a young woman, and she was very serious. I mean, she had an expression on her face like she was going to find something in the Whole Foods market there. I, I just have never seen anything like yeah. that before. Was I, it? Like, it was so. It was the had she had the guns and everything? Yes. Yeah. The, the, so, the she had the backpack on the back. She see, had the, this is where you and I differ, Dave. Mm-hmm. I would have asked her, "What's going on? <laughs> You're right. Where are you going? Yeah. Where are you coming from? Yeah. I, I wish, and may, maybe there was one of those, uh, you know, Comic Con conferences in or, Albany over the weekend. I don't know. Uh, did you have your phone on you? I not sure if I did or not. I should really? have taken in a, a picture. In a situation right? like yeah. that, let yeah. me ask you this: Who are you going to call? Yeah, I hear you. You got to call you. somebody. Got yeah. to say, look, look I, at this. I call. I would have called you. That's who I'd call. No, that's not the right answer. At nine o'clock on a Sunday night. Mm, no, no, the answer to that. <laughs> the answer to that is don't expect an answer. Call my girlfriend. Mm, see, is that now, who you mean? Or see, not? Uh, again, this this sounds like like a like a Walmart mm-hmm. thing. Because people, because the people of Walmart, as you know, yes. are some of the most uh, interesting mm-hmm. uh, members of this genetic stew we call human beings, right? And uh, like in Hadley, for example, they got they've got the Whole Foods, and that is next to a Walmart. Mm-hmm. And then you rarely see you know, those two customer bases intermingling, mm-hmm. whereas you see in Walmart not only intermingling, you sometimes see crossbreeding going on too. Now that's the kind of thing I would expect purely mm-hmm. from a Walmart. Yep. Maybe, maybe even an old Kmart, but but Walmart for sure. You'd never crossbreed, by the way. You don't cross the streams, and you don't crossbreed. Uh, I know you're not, not supposed not to, idea. but I think we can all be assured that mm-hmm. does still happen mm-hmm. in some uh, some towns. Here you go. Fandom Fest was just over the weekend in Albany. Ah. So, so there, there you go. go. It's all about there comic books and There's the things like that. All right. Thanks, See, Steve. you just got to do a little digging and thanks. you can find out what's going on. Appreciate and even, it. And even weirdos got to do grocery shopping from time to time. I guess, right? I think she was with her mom, too, by oh, the way. Well, of course. <laughs> but as a girl, a woman. Yeah. It was like, a, like a, an adult woman? Barely. Like I'm like a think, teenager? No, I think 20-ish. 20-ish. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, this is making... It's making a little bit more sense, and and appeared to be the kind of young woman who maybe had no life. Okay, maybe. so now, so here's what maybe. we got. Here's what we got. We yep. got a young woman dressed mm-hmm. as a Ghostbuster mm-hmm. who is at this uh, this fandom thing. fandom mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. Her mom picks her up because you know she's not right. Uh, that's how these things normally yep. work. Mom picks her up as though, well, okay, you're going to be dressed like an idiot. We're still going to go to Walmart. 
So we went to Whole Foods because we need food on the table. Right. I see where this is going. We've yeah. solved the crime. Yeah, Thank I think, you. I think, we've, I think we've nailed this one okay. pretty easily. Appreciate it, guys. No problem. Thank you. Anytime. It's uh, just about 8.58. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game. Every play. Only on Rock 102. The preseason action continues this Friday as the Pats take on the Panthers. This is Carla Kazenzi reminding you not to miss the Country Nissan Patriots pregame show. Pregame at 4, kickoff at 7. Patriots football on Rock 102 is brought to you in part by Coles Building Supply, IBS Electronics and Security, New England Orthopedic Surgeons, The Hangar Pub and Grill. The Pats are on Rock 102. At Leah Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram.